welcome to the Massachusetts Association of Realtors Sidebar Podcast, a usually short podcast that covers legal and regulatory issues that Massachusetts realtors and anyone who is interested in real estate should know about. I'm Eric Berman, MAR's Communications Director. And I'm Catherine Taylor, MAR's Associate Counsel. We're your hosts or co-hosts for this edition of Sidebar. Today we'll be discussing technology in real estate and how it affects realtors. Catherine, are you ready to get all techie for our listeners? I'll do my best. Okay. (laughs) So, Catherine, it seems like everywhere you turn, you are surrounded by gadgets. Does this affect the real estate business at all? Well, it certainly does. I mean, technology is affecting everything in our lives, and certainly it raises several concerns in the buying and selling world. Like what? Well, I think I can break it down into two main categories, smart homes and wiretapping. Of course, there's a lot of overlap between those two categories, um, but there are definitely some unique concerns that go along with each. Wiretapping? That's pretty, pretty serious. Yeah, yeah. Wi- wiretapping is definitely serious. It's not anything to joke around about. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's, let's leave wiretapping for later. Uh, let's start with smart homes. It seems like Uh, smart homes are a good selling point. So what are the issues that you're hearing about? I mean, certainly having smart home technology can be a selling point. Um, There are definitely buyers out there that that would um, attract them to those properties. Um, But I'm I'm not really equipped to be able to talk to you about, you know, how that affects a home's marketability um, or pricing. But what I can tell you about is how to protect your clients when negotiating on a smart home. one of the main issues that I come across um, pretty pretty routinely from our members is the question over whether smart home technology is considered a fixture. Okay, so obviously we have to start with the first question, what's a fixture? Well, so the, fic- the question of whether uh, something is a fixture or chattel um, Chattel? <laughs> yes, yeah, so chattel is a very old-fashioned word um, that we commonly refer to as personal property in today's verbiage. Um, but this is a question that's literally been debated for hundreds of years. This goes back to English common law questions of chattel and fixtures. Um, so I like to say an easy way to remember of what is considered personal property versus what's a fixture is imagine picking up a house, turning it upside down, and shaking it. Anything that falls out of the house is going to be considered your personal property. Anything that stays connected or affixed to the house is going to be considered um, a fixture. Okay, so anything plugged in, we'll just assume that the plug would fall out. Right. So plug, plugged in is obviously, um, you know, a, a little bit of a, a you know, cheater in, in that scenario. But yeah, if you can easily remove it from the property without changing the nature of the property, it's going to be your personal property. Okay, I got it. So how does uh, that matter in a real estate transaction? So imagine this, you take your buyer into a home and it is wired to the T. It's got all of the gadgets you could possibly ever want to have if you were interested in having a smart home. You submit an offer, it's accepted, you move through the transaction, everything goes smoothly. Day of the closing, you go and do your walkthrough, and none of that smart home technology is in the property. Your buyer's going to turn to you and say, what the heck, where's all that, that technology? Can they do that? And your answer as the buyer representative should be, 
they really can't. But all that technology is quite expensive, and shouldn't they be able to take it if they want to? I mean, yeah, it's definitely expensive, and if it's something that's important to a seller and that they want to take with them, if it would otherwise be considered a fixture, they can certainly name it as an exclusion, as they would anything else, um, and say that it's not included in the sale of the property. Okay, that makes sense. Now, I'd probably be a little freaked out buying a house with pre-installed tech, like are they watching me? Are they recording me? <laughs> right. Am I on a reality TV show? Exactly. Is this the Truman Show? Right. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I think that's definitely a very legitimate concern, and I think it's something that a lot of people um, are concerned about. So if you're working with somebody in, in the a transaction that includes smart home technology, you should make sure that the contracts that you're writing address the fact that they're smart home technology and require the seller to um, either factory reset the technology prior to transferring it um, to, to the new owner, or if that's not really a possibility, um, to work with the new owner after title has transferred to change accounts into their name so that the buyer and is comfortable knowing that they own it, they're the one who has access to it, and the previous owner no longer has access to that. Okay, so now... Wiretapping is a potential concern in selling a house. It sure is. Um, isn't that what police do to catch criminals? Well, right. So wiretapping obviously sounds a little bit ominous, right? Um, but the wiretapping law in Massachusetts was actually developed way back when um, to listen in on the mobsters and, and try to catch criminals. So yeah, it definitely does have its root in criminal law. That being said, um, it's not limited to the criminal scope, so it definitely uh, has a role to play in our day-to-day -day lives as well. All right, Catherine, I think this is a good time for, our, for a break, so let's pick this up on the other side. Sounds good. Realtors, did you know that the 2019 Profile of Massachusetts Home Buyers and Sellers is now available on the MAR website? The report provides you with information about buyer and seller demographics, housing characteristics, and the experience of consumers in the housing market. To view the full report, go to marealtor.com forward slash news forward slash press dash releases. So the wiretapping law in Massachusetts um, is one of the most restrictive in the country. We're one of only a handful of states that requires all party consent to audio recordings. So the specific law, if you're interested in reading it, is Mass General Laws Chapter 272, Section 99, which makes it a crime Yes, a crime to secretly record or hear an oral communication with an intercepting device without prior authority by all parties. So basically, if you're recording somebody's voice and you're using some sort of technology to record them, they need to know it and give permission for you to do that. All right, so Catherine, in my limited knowledge, that still seems like a pretty high threshold. So, yes, it is definitely uh, a, a high threshold. Yeah, but so how does it reply to realtors? So the law also makes it a crime to assist another in violating the law. So if your seller is recording uh, prospective buyers or their agents, anyone who comes into the property and you know about it and you are facilitating that without disclosure, you could potentially be liable as well. 
So what if my seller is recording and they don't tell me about it? How am I supposed to know? Well, recording technology is so commonplace in today's day and age, I basically operate under the assumption that I'm always being recorded. That being said, that doesn't negate the obligation for um, somebody to tell me that I'm being recorded. So listing agents should make sure to be having conversations with their clients and prospective clients at the beginning of their relationship. So when they're sitting down and talking about listing the property and entering into a listing agreement, that needs to be at the forefront of their mind. Um, as uh, many of you may know, we updated our listing agreements in the MAR forms library to include a seller disclosure of what types of recording devices, if any, they do have on the property. What if my seller doesn't want people to know they're being recorded? Well, if they're recording audio, the law mandates consent, so they don't really have a choice. Um, Good to know. If a seller is giving you pushback and saying they really don't want to disclose it, I probably wouldn't be comfortable taking that listing. So for those sellers that do have audio recording devices, how do realtors make sure buyers and their agents know? So what I want everybody to keep in mind is, like I said that this law was written for criminals, Um, it's not restricted to criminals, it's also not restricted to buying and selling property. So this really um, is applicable to everything in your life. So it doesn't matter if it's a prospective buyer coming to your property or your best friend coming over for, for dinner. The requirements for disclosure and consent are the same. So um, that's not to say that you need to go up and say, Eric, do you consent to being recorded? Why, yes, Catherine, I do consent to being recorded. It doesn't have to be anything formal like that. Um, Basically, you need to be able to demonstrate that a person knew they were being recorded if you didn't tell them directly, and they continued to speak and allow themselves to be recorded. So with... uh A notice of recording form, does that require a signature? Well, so the notice of recording form that we have in the MAR library is really only um, one way that you can protect your sellers in uh, homes that have recording devices. It doesn't require a signature. Certainly a wary seller could um, mandate that anybody who wants to enter the property sign it, but that's not required. What you should ensure is that it's also included in the listing description in the MLS, as well as having it posted on the property outside the range of where a person would be recorded. All right, so we've been talking a lot about audio, but what happens if you have a camera but no sound? So the threshold for non-audio recordings is slightly different. You only need permission to record somebody if it is in a place where they would otherwise have a reasonable expectation of privacy. So basically, bathrooms are always out. It does not matter where you are, you always have an expectation of privacy in the bathroom. However, as a prospective buyer in somebody's living room, you probably don't have an expectation of privacy. So if they have a simply visual recording happening in their living room, there's no notice requirement. Well, Catherine... That is a lot of information. I don't, can't think of any more questions for today. Thank you. Thank you. Great I, questions. Well, we, we work well on those questions. I, I look forward to our next uh, sidebar together. For more I. information on this podcast or any of our other podca- past podcasts, go to marealtor.com slash pod. You can subscribe to Sidebar on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. 
and don't forget to rate us and leave a comment. And let us know if you have any topics you'd like us to cover. You can email us at info at marealtor.com. And if we use your topic, we'll give you a shout out in the next podcast. The MAR Sidebar Podcast is edited and produced by Sabrina LaPointe. Music by Tess Berman. Thank you.